This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. The Tony Bruno Show with Harry Mays. Where's the 30 yeah, for 30 on Phil Simms and Bill Parcells no, the and the era with the Giants exactly. would be fascinating. How can that not be a 30 for 30, Phil? Well, one, there's, it's, uh, it's a new world or an old world back then, so there's not video much of anything, and especially our interactions during practice. So his favorite, I always say this, played under Bill Parcells for eight years. Of course, we had great success. And when he retired, I had to come home and check my birth certificate to see if my first name began with a P or an F. Because for eight years, I was F and Sims. F and Sims. F and Sims. It just it never ended. Well, you, it, can and, spell, you, know, you can spell Phil with an F. You know, depending. Well, I guess you can. Yeah. One, of, one of my teammates once said, you know, you should just write FS so like Lawrence Taylor does LT. And I go, what? Excuse me, what'd you say? He goes, FS. I said, hmm, I thought I heard you say that. Weekdays at 3 Eastern on Dan Patrick Radio Channel 211. Welcome back to the Tony Bruno Show with Harry Mays on Sirius XM 211. It is a one-up Wednesday. And it's a one-up Wednesday, rimshot Wednesday too, Harry. You are killing me, Smalls. And we have the big announcement now, Harry, about the loud bag giveaway. We gave one of these babies. We gave away the, the, the monster bag, mm-hmm. the tour professional John Daly, John Daly version, yes. the same bag that he carries with him around. Right. I'm not talking about his ex-wives either. No, I no, mean, no. that's a different bag, so to speak. This is the bag that somebody will be winning one week from today. It's the Flagadelic bag. It's got too many clubs in it, though. But I want people yeah, to the see clubs this. are not included. No, yeah, clubs are not included. Right, right. Those are collectors in there. Right, exactly. Just that uh, that Tommy Armour persimmon driver I have in there yeah. is worth thousands and thousands of dollars. I'm going to take it to the pawn shop in Vegas the next time I go there and sit in there and say, you know, do you know who used this club? Mm. And then they'll have a guy, an expert come in and look at it and say, you know, i got to authenticate this. Right. And then they come in and it says it's worthless. But it's the loudmouth, loud bag giveaway, flagadelic, and you can get this baby – and on the side, one of the side pockets, Harry, the back pocket. Mm-hmm. And what do you usually put in there? Now? What do you put in there? That's like a that's shoe like bag. A shoe I think. bag I no, think. that's not the shoe bag. No? It's too small. Oh, is that the? Um, that's the cooler, right? Isn't no, that's that the not cooler? the cooler. I don't know. Anyway, it's going to have the Tony Bruno show with Harry May's logo, on, and then your name, if you want it, will be engraved into the bag. If you are the grand prize winner, how do you win this bag? You're probably asking right now, Harry. How do, how do we win it, Tony? Well, we don't have to win it. We have our own. And that's a retail value of $350. Exactly right. So, so that's you the grand win. prize. How does everybody but Dean win the bag? <laughs> it's a very simple thing. Very simple thing. All you got to do is go on our Twitch stream, twitch.tv mm-hmm. slash Tony Bruno Show. You must follow the show on there. So it doesn't cost you anything to follow. You just download twitch.tv slash Tony Bruno Show. That's where you can see the show every day. It's the only tell. Well, we're on YouTube and other places right. as you well. You can see it elsewhere, but that's the only place where we follow all the chat room. Right. And so what happens is when you hashtag in there, what is the official hashtag, which will automatically count as an entry? 
So there's no switching in the back. There's no hanky-panky. Every time you do the hashtag, loud, not at loudbagsinc. It's it, hashtag not loud. At, it's no. hashtag loudbagsinc. L-O-U-D-B-A-G-S-I-N-C. Hashtag only. Mm -hmm. And then that automatically is registered as your entry. And then next week, next Wednesday, the computer, the robot, will yes. automatically pick from everybody who entered, and that one person will get an entry. So you can't get 15 entries. You know, you can't pad the ballot box. You know, you can't vote if you're dead. Though if you're dead and somebody votes for you and they have a, you're following me on Twitter from the grave, we'll accept that too <laughs> because this is a democracy after all, Harry. Well, there's no mail-in voting. No mail-in right. voting. Nope. Uh, it doesn't matter what your political party is. Right. Everybody's eligible to win. There's not going to be any drawing out of a bucket and where I can feel if there's like a little corner drawn oh, and I can the choose something. The frozen envelope. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's nothing like that. Right. Now, you see what happens? When people, I just see, now people are doing it. And as soon as you put in hashtag Loud Bags Inc., Streamlabs, the company that monitors this, mm -hmm. says, there it is. You received one ticket. Right. So you receive one ticket. Not a golden ticket. You got to do something a little extra for that. Now, if you're a woman and you're really hot, that's automatic. Then you get an automatic golden ticket. Right. You know what I'm saying, right? Huh? And one of those fast passes. And one of the <laughs> get you the I'll front even of the line. a box of to uh, pro Titleist uh, Pro V1. Pro V1 Xs. Exactly. Yes. The pink ones for the ladies. How right. about that, huh? You got any extra pink ones in the <laughs> trunk of your car? No, I don't. Gave that, them all to the wife. Doesn't the Lima play the color, color yeah, back? Yeah, gave, gave them all to the wife. Now, what's her favorite color, Heck? Because, you know, they're back. There's professional PGA. Doesn't Bubba Watson, uh, Bubba Watson have uh, used colored balls? He uses a colored driver, too, and color. He uses a yellow ball, I believe. He uses the pink driver. And the pink, pink driver, driver from and time to time. Several people are asking if they have to pick the bag up. No, this you are eligible anywhere in the United States. We're right. not shipping it internationally, but anywhere in the United States. In the lower you are, 48. You are mm -hmm. eligible to win, and uh, you will have it shipped to you. And you can choose to have the logo and your name put on there or not. If you don't want to, that's fine as well. And obviously, if you want it embroidered, you're not going to have this by the 4th of July weekend. No. Because we're giving it away next Wednesday. And then our buddy Dean down there in Florida, who runs the organization, who's in charge of the loud bags, uh, he will then ship it to you, get your information. And if you want it embroidered, You'll have to wait a little longer because that's actually, it's not a sticker. It's not a tattoo. It's an actual embroidery. Somebody gets that needle. Some one little old lady sits there and then gets the needle and thread. Like, sort of but, like Betsy Ross did. But not in China. Not in yeah. China. This will be done here in the U.S. of A, Harry. Because if we had to send it to China and send it back, you won't get it till Christmas. Yes. Tony, all your Twitch followers, we should remind them to also follow you on Instagram yes. at Tony Bruno Show, where there's even more details about the bag with better pictures and video I took prior to the show today. And so. oh, also, that's the grand prize, but there is going to be a yes. second place and a third place winner um, of a utility head cover and a driver, driver head, head cover. cover. So yeah. yeah, so the second prize will be the driver head cover, mm -hmm. and the third place will be a utility a, head. A utility, not, not, not the, the putter, putter ones, because this yeah, is the putter, putter head that's cover putter, that I have yeah. right here. Yeah, I could hurt somebody with this. You could. If I pulled this out on the street of Philadelphia, I'd get shot because it know. looks like a gun. It's like a red, right American flag gun. I should make those. <laughs> I think they'd be really a super patriot then. You have one of these babies. <laughs> Just don't drive around when our buddy uh, Jack in the back is driving around. Right. Like he yesterday. seems to attract he attracts, uh, he attracts gunfire Fuck. wherever he drives. That's why he lives in Jersey. <laughs> Meanwhile, so that's the way you enter. It's that simple. 
You don't have to pay for anything. You don't have to buy chances. None of that stuff. Can you also get a signed Bruno Banana Hammock picture? Mm. That's special. You have to pay for that. I'm sorry. That's above my pay grade. That's in my OnlyFans account. You'll oh, have is to that go right? to my OnlyFans to... account right. if you want the personalized Banana Hammock <laughs> autograph, Tony Bruno. Black and whites only, though. No color. Right. <laughs> wow. You have to be 18 to enter, but 21 to drink at the 19th hole lounge, Harry, mm-hmm. or any other places, depending on where you are. <laughs> My head carver's name is Karen. <laughs> David in Vegas. Vegas. Vegas, baby, Vegas! They're about to shut Vegas down again, Harry. They They're are? about to shut everything down again, man. No. Yes. That's, I mean, you, know, you see what's happening. There's spikes in certain states. Right. And then people cheer against the states where people are going out. But I have, I have an important story. Do you have more information right there? I was just going to say real quick, they shut down two casinos in Arizona already this week mm. over the spikes. But. I hear you, man, because there's a lot of people hanging out together. Right. Not Spike Eskin. He's no, not no, eligible no. either. <laughs> Thank you. Uh. <laughs> anyway, so speaking of the coronavirus, mm-hmm. big story today. It's science again. You know, there's a lot of stuff that people call themselves science. It's not. Mm-hmm. This, is undocu- this is not undocumented. This is documented science, Harry. Do you know that if you go out in the sun and you lay out in the sun, mm-hmm. vitamin D, vitamin D, the summer sun, especially right now where it's the hottest because we are right in the middle of summer. Right. The beginning of summer, the sun is at its highest point in the sky. And it has a lot of UV. UV rays. So you, got, you can use sunscreen. But scientists are saying that the summer sun can wipe out at least 90% of COVID virus in less than a half hour. Now, where did you get this? I got it from a scientist. It was in the New York Post, but it's not a New York Post story. It's from science. I'll have to get the whole story and print it. Did I send it to you, Robin? Was this on one of your science shows that you watched late at night? No, no, no. This was in a newspaper. I I have all these newspapers that I look at every day, and then I aggregate and pick out the stories that we do. We look Mm -hmm. at all the papers. And the the story, it had a woman laying on a beach in a bikini. That's what caught my attention well, first, of course. of course. Yes. And then it said the summer sun can kill coronavirus in 34 minutes. And then I jokingly responded saying, I only need about four. <laughs> and then somebody said, um, four? How about three? So there's the story, Robin. Where is the science coming from? This is not a made-up story. This isn't fake news. This is real. Well, it says study published earlier this month. you got to click on a link. Yeah, no, I'm looking. No, just read where the study was published. I'm looking. Hold on a second. There we go. For more than a century. Is that me? Our workers and dealers and engineers. Robin? Yes, uh, sorry. This is um, from PubMed.gov. It is a study out of. It's in the story in the New York Post, too, Robin. You don't have to go read through the scientific actual paperwork, well, that's which has 100 study. paragraphs. It oh, says where the here study is the in the study, story. I told you that. The study I hate to do it to you, Robin. Damn it. The study appeared in the Journal of Photochemistry and Photobiology, and it was authored by Jose Luis Sagrapanti and David Lytle, scientists who are retired from the U.S. Army and Food and Drug Administration. So these are real scientists. Yes. All right. This isn't okay. Dr. Vinny Bumbats. This isn't uh, Bill Nye, the fake science okay. guy. Okay, we were just checking, Tony. Okay, I told you it was in the story. Dr. Vinny Bumbats. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> My former doctor. Yeah. 
So now they say that if you're in UV sunlight, mm -hmm. it will destroy the virus in various cities across the globe during different times of the year. Obviously, this is a model that they used to uh, eliminate the estimated solar inactivation of viruses like Ebola and Lassa. So the bottom line is the sun, the strong sun, mm -hmm. in it's 34 minutes, will anything, there's Ebola virus, not Ebola, if there's a coronavirus on like your cooler and you're out on the beach and you touched it and somebody has it and somebody touches it, that'll be wiped out in less than a half an hour. Wow. So go out on the beach, bring a cooler. Bring a skimpy bikini so you don't get the bad tan lines mm -hmm. and stuff. Or go naked, actually. Yeah. But just make sure you cover yourself. So your by sure. that logic, you need sunscreen. All though. those yeah, oh, people absolutely. out on the beach should be just fine. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Yeah. But they're being told to go back inside and don't go into New Jersey, Connecticut, or New York. Who the hell wants to go to those states anyway? <laughs> Except the people who live there, and unfortunately, they have to go back there every night. Governor Cuomo, of all people, tell you, we're going to make sure people from these states don't come into our state. They don't want to go up there. You're damn right they don't. And I love New York. I don't. I know 34 minutes is not is quite less than a half hour. 34 minutes. I don't know how they got to 34. I'd still feel safe after a half an hour. How about that? Let's just call it an even half an hour. Yeah. We'll round it, round it down. Exactly. That's what we do, rolling averages on the show, don't we, Harry? Yes. Now, did you see there's another NBA player that tested positive for the coronavirus, Tony? Is this breaking NBA news? Yeah, well, I saw this uh, today. Malcolm Brogdon, the guard for the Indiana Pacers. I know who he is, yes. He's 27. He's quarantining after testing positive. Uh, but he says he will join his team down in Orlando once the quarantining period is over and he's negative. Yeah, and that yeah. hopefully will be in a couple of weeks. Yeah. And that's what's happening with all these sports, the baseball players. Larry Boa is going to join us this hour. He's we'll doing talk well. That's good. Yeah. And, you know, the guys that are, are bowing out that don't have COVID, they're the real stories. Trevor well, Avery Arisa, Bradley is, Avery Bradley I mean, is of the a Lakers. starter for the Lakers. Right. But he's bowing out, apparently, because one of his kids, he's got a son, I believe, is six years old. Right, has a respiratory And susceptible situation. to respiratory issues. And that's so, understandable. Yeah, that makes sense. Those are yeah. understandable situations. Yeah. Guys that just don't want to go because they're worried about their next contract, I don't get it. Well, if you're playing for the Wizards, though, I get it. Yeah, I, if I, I was playing for the Wizards, I wouldn't tell anybody. <laughs> That's the first thing I would do. I would, go into a, I would go into witness protection and stay the hell out of D.C., too, because it's even more dangerous there just walking around in Washington than having the COVID. I agree. So you're a double loser. If you play for the Wizards and you live in D.C., mm -hmm. you've got the double whammy loser double header, Harry. Speaking of doubleheaders, a man who's played in many of them. Great shortstop, managed them. And all He's gotten other, thrown out of some doubleheaders, Absolutely. Too. And has one of the greatest memes on, on uh, that you can find oh, of yeah. him coming out of the dugout. Oh, no, I thought you meant sleeping. No, oh, the that's he comes one. out of the dugout and yells an expletive at the, the umpire. Yeah. <laughs> Larry Boa is joining us next right here. Stick around. <laughs> This is Eddie McGuire. Join me Thursday nights at 6 Eastern for Aussie Football Rules America on Dan Patrick Radio Channel 211 and the Sirius XM app. 
This, I love it, is the Rich Eisen Show. That is not a Photoshop picture of Tom Brady in a Tampa Bay Buccaneers helmet. Uh, Look at that. On behalf of all 31 other fan bases in the National Football League, I say the following. <laughs> I didn't expect it by mid-May. I thought we would have to wait a long time for that sort of photograph and photography. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Weekdays at noon Eastern on Dan Patrick Radio Channel 211 and on the Sirius XM app. Thanks, coronavirus, for shutting down our gyms. That's okay. My new gym is my home gym. And to make sure that aches and pains don't keep me down, I use ghost sleeves to recover from injuries. Ghost sleeves are the only compression sleeves with built-in kinesiology tape. The same tape used by physical therapists, doctors, and trainers to help you recover from injuries. Just pull on a ghost sleeve and speed up your recovery without a doctor, ibuprofen, or ice. Visit ghostsleeves.com and use discount code radio for 20% off. Ghostsleeves.com, discount code radio. There are those who stand forever ready. Ready to defend the nation. Ready to fight for what matters. No matter what. Do you have what it takes? Find out at goarmy.com slash warriors. The Tony Bruno Show with Harry Mays. Seriously, now. Are we done with this yet? Not yet. What do you mean, are we done? You called here. <laughs> you want me to be like a regular talk show host and just hang up on you and run him? Should I run him? Or rack him. <laughs> no, I'm not racking him. They're not racking him. Jim Rome only racks great calls. He has a take, but he sort of sucks at the same time. I think that's going to be my new thing. You know, you had a take or two, but for the most part, I got to run you. Weekdays at 3 Eastern on Dan Patrick Radio Channel 211. This is about more than work. It's about growing a community. Every day, across the country, the highly skilled, highly trained members of the IBEW are committed to doing the job right, doing the job safe, and doing the job on time. Because while we might be experts in our field, <laughs> we're also your friends and neighbors. IBEW, the power professionals in your neighborhood. We'd all like to get out of our homes a bit more, and when we do, washing our hands and using hand sanitizer will be critical for safety. You can count on forcefieldproducts.com for top quality hand sanitizer and all natural protective barrier products, manufactured right here in the U.S. We offer super portable one ounce hand sanitizer pump bottles up to super sized pump bottles for home and office, and protection against dry skin. Visit forcefieldproducts.com and use discount code BRUNO for 10% off today. Forcefieldproducts.com, discount code BRUNO. Hey, this is Tony Bruno. Be a part of my new show weekday starting at 3 p.m. Eastern on Dan Patrick Radio, Sirius XM Channel 211, and on the Sirius XM app. Welcome back to the Tony Bruno Show with Harry Mays on Sirius XM 211. Well, we got a... Uh a Loch Ness monster sighting, Harry. I thought it was gone and debunked, but even that's back now. I know. That's a big fish. That ain't no Loch Ness monster. Gigantic fish. It's huge. Or as they say on ESPN Outdoors, it's a nice fish. <laughs> nice fish. Meanwhile, let's go to a man we love on the show. I go way back when he was a rookie. Back in the day. He's now a senior <laughs> advisor to the general manager of the Phillies. He is the great Larry Boa. Shortstop, manager, coach. And a man who uh, gets fired up occasionally. <laughs> How are you, Larry? 
I'm doing good, Tony. How are you guys doing? Good. Harry's good. Now, you've been playing any golf? Yeah, I've been teeing it up a little bit, yeah. yeah. So you're down in Clearwater. Have you uh, escaped the no. Rona? What's going on? Oh, you're not in Clearwater, right? No, I got out of there quick. <laughs> good thing, too. <laughs> so you were down there, so you came back. Oh, yeah, up... I, was down, I was down there the whole spring. Hell, they told us, let's go. Got to get out. So now that there's guys down there, obviously, and we're hearing about the cases, you know, five players and then another three. There's 12 total 12 in the total people in yeah. the organization down there. You know, as part of the organization, what are you hearing? Because the word now that the baseball situation is straightened out and guys have to report, I'm assuming, up here to uh, Citizens Bank Park to do the training because you're not going to go back to Florida, right? So those people will have to wait and then clear quarantine and then come back up and start next Wednesday, July 1st? Yeah, that's what I understand. And the other thing that I that I heard through a pretty good source is that, that wasn't contacted while they were doing their workouts down there. You know, they had the social distancing and all that stuff, and they brought guys in. And, uh, it was done when they left the ballpark. So, you know, guys go into a restaurant or a bar and have a beer and no mask or whether they go out on a boat and fish with no mask. Uh, you know, I heard that uh, it was – the guys that got sick, it didn't happen on a baseball field. So that's a good thing. As long as guys can discipline themselves a little bit, uh, you know, hopefully this thing can come off. Yeah, I mean, you know, this is this is going to be the reality now. I mean, if anybody thinks that, uh, you know, you're going to put all these people together in one spot and you're never going to have any positive tests, it's just like with the PGA Tour. They've been back at it now for two weeks and they're starting to, you know, to get seven positive tests. You know, it's going to happen, but you just have to have protocols in place for quarantining the people and uh, and moving on, right? Yeah, I agree here. You know, and, you know, the other thing, let's face it, if you're 25 years old and you're in the big leagues and you're on a road trip and you go and play a night game and then you go back to your room, are you going to sit in your room for 18 hours? Good chance you're not. You know, but you got to use your head a little bit and, Pick your spots where you go and uh, try to stay away from crowded areas. Uh, like you said, it's, it's going to be difficult because you get a, a two guys test positive one day, and then three days later, later it's up to four, then it goes up to eight. So there's definitely a challenge here, but uh, I think that's one of the reasons they have 60 people, uh, 60 players, where you're going to have uh, so many of them at Lehigh Valley, so if guys do go down at the big league level, the guys at Lehigh Valley who will be working out and playing inter-squad games, you'll be able to replace them. Because if, you if you're tested positive, it's like an automatic two-week quarantine. So, you know, I think they're prepared that way. It's just a matter of who you lose and when you lose them. Right. Now, Larry, since obviously they, we knew in advance that there was not going to be bubble cities like the NBA is doing and like hockey's going to do, we knew that the ballpark here – would have to be sanitized, so they've been working on that to get it ready. So when they get up here to the ballpark, right down a couple blocks from us here, that place is going to be cleaned out, just like the facility was down there in Clearwater, right? No question. I mean, it, it, I think you don't. I don't think that part of it you're going to have to worry about. Uh, you know, uh, and the way they have it structured right now is, uh, from what I gather, uh, you know, the starting lineups in the field and the extra guys. They're sitting in the stands, basically. They don't even want them in the dugout. So you're, you know, obviously you sit apart from each other. If you're sitting in the stands, and then if Joe Girardi needs a pinch hitter, something tell a guy maybe an inning before, hey, get ready. You might be going in or pinch hitting. So I, I think those those things are going to be under control. I, I just think it's going to be when you leave the ballpark, 
when you go home to your family, who's your family seeing? Mm-hmm. You have a visitor coming in to watch it. Guys, uh, you know, since the season started up, I think those are the issues I think that are going to be more important. Hey, Larry, what's your overall impression or opinion of the way this was all handled, how we got to where we are today? And, you know, you look at this and, and maybe say, why couldn't this have been done in May? And baseball could have started actually playing games, you know, maybe by now and captivated the, the sports fan for a full month before these other sports start coming back. Yeah, Harry, you know, I, the timing of it was, wasn't very good, I don't think, on our part. Whether I don't want to say whose fault it was, the owners, the players. I've been in a lot of these strikes and then and, and, uh, shutdowns and it gets it gets pretty pretty nasty at times but the way this thing came about with the virus people out of jobs uh, unemployment way down people couldn't they were waiting they couldn't get meals in time to, to feed themselves and the way it came down it, it just didn't look good to society uh, like you said we could have been the only game in town if we would have gotten together and made an agreement but it didn't happen and uh, like I said, I've been in some of those, and it gets nasty. Uh, and I really, to this day, looking at it last night and everything, I have no idea what they left on the table or what they got. Uh, I do know after 2021, there's a big-time agreement coming up, and that's not going to be fun to watch, believe right. me. Yeah, and I'm hearing, and obviously the salaries, I, it, 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 to me, you know, Mike Trout, it's going to be 37% of the salaries. So Mike Trout is not going to make $37.7 million. He's going to make $14 million. The Jared Coles and the Grenkies and the Strasburgs and these thirty-plus million-dollar guys—they're not going to be hurting. Obviously, it's the, right. the minimum salary guys because the minimum salary was five hundred sixty-three thousand five hundred for the whole season, and they're going to make two two hundred eight seven hundred, and that's going to hurt a lot of young players. But you know, that's still better than nothing. And I guess that's what you have to realize if you're a player, right? If, especially yeah, if you're a I young think, guy. Yeah, I, I agree with you, and I do think that on that minimum salary. There was a certain amount when this thing got shut down that they got to borrow on that. So they're not even probably going to make anything close to prorated on the minimum. It'll be prorated after the money that they got maybe in April and May. So, no, you're right. It's, it's the guys that are making the minimum, the young kids that are trying to establish themselves. They're the ones probably got hurt. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked at all if, if there's some players, and I can understand it because this thing's nasty. You know, they have two or three kids at home, and, and they've had pretty good success at the big league level. And maybe they have a four-year contract, and they might say, you know what, uh, I might just sit out the rest of this year. I'll see you guys in spring training. I don't know that for a fact, but it wouldn't shock me because obviously your family's health is very important. And when you have young kids involved or you have a wife, maybe that's pregnant, uh, those things all come into play. So it's going to be interesting to see how this thing plays out. What's your thoughts on the DH coming to the National League now and uh, extra innings starting off with a guy on second base, Larry? <laughs> well, I, I tell you, I, I've, I've always been old school on the DH. I, I like the pitcher hitting, but I will say this. After watching the last three or four years, uh, the two pitchers, it's a liability when they get in the batter's box. You know, when we played, pitchers at least knew how to punt. Oh, you they haven't picked up a bat maybe since high school. So to try to teach them how to bunt, they end up, they wrap their fingers around the bat, they get hit by a pitch, it's a broken finger. Mm-hmm. They lay down a bunt, they run to first, they blow a hamstring. They slide, try to slide hit first, they hurt their shoulder. So I, I, I'm, I've changed my mindset on that. I think I'll, I'll, I'll sort of get used to DHs. I think that uh, uh, that's going to probably be the wave. As far as the other hair, uh, I'm not on that, but again, 
I, I get I get where they're coming from. You don't want a 16 inning game because of the virus. You want to get off the field as quick as you can. Uh, I'm shocked they haven't put a 10 run rule in. I mean, it's going to be different anyway. So you might as well throw that in there. Or, or put a little line out off of first base. You can only take a three foot lead. You know, like right. a little That's lead. A, yeah, exactly. I mean, they say they don't want you to be close to each other. Uh, I'm anxious to see if you're going to hold a runner on first base for that or try any pickoff plays. So. I don't know. I, I, you know, if the if the guys stay healthy, I think we can get used to some of the rules that they're changing uh, for this year. Uh, obviously, next year I don't think they'll, they're going to be a different mindset. But uh, to get through this year in 60 games, it's going to be like a sprint. So whoever gets out of the gate the quickest. Uh, I was looking at the schedule, and, and the American League East and the National League East are two good divisions. They got to play each other 40 times. Yeah, and. Uh, that that's a that's going to be tough. So we'll see what happens. It's to me, whoever has the best bullpen is going to win this thing because starters aren't going to be able to go deep into a game. Mm-hmm. So you figure the first couple times out, maybe three, sometimes maybe two, three, then gradually get up to five. So you're going to rely on your bullpen, and then obviously the depth of your bullpen. You have a bunch of guys that are going to be in AAA there working out. That if you interchange, you're going to be come up and have quality guys come up here. So. I really believe that whoever has bullpen strength and depth, they're going to be the teams that probably have a chance to get into the playoffs. Talking with the great Larry Bow, assistant to the general manager with the Phillies, former great player, former coach, former analyst. I mean, this guy's done everything in yeah, this business. MLB <laughs> Network. MLB <laughs> Network. Now, Larry, how about these things? No spitting, no high fives, no water coolers, bring your own pine tar. What about seeds? I mean, obviously there can't be the oh. seed packs and the poor guy that has to clean up all the seeds in the dugout. <laughs> I mean, at least he doesn't have to worry about anything this year, he or she, whoever's cleaning up the seeds in the you, dugout. You know what, Tony? People probably make fun of that. It's amazing how players rely on that stuff. I even heard bubble gum. You've got to be careful where you spit it out and everything. Can't spit. Players just spit. That's just a habit. You start that when you're in Little League because it looks cool. And then you get, it, it, you put that uniform on, you want to spit. So these are things I'm telling you. <laughs> and grab your cup. Yeah, you got to grab, grab your grab cup the and spit at the same I time. Mean, <laughs> I learned that in the Naked Gun movies. Remember Enrico Palazzo and those guys? Jay Johnstone, right. who was in that movie. Remember Jay Johnstone did the whole, yeah, everybody Everybody grabbed yeah. their crotch and spit at the same time? That was hilarious. Yeah, yeah. And, and as far as throwing water coolers, I used to do that anyway, so they might have to stop that. <laughs> Now, what about trash cans in the dugout? I mean, uh, you know, I know. when the Astros play, there's going to be trash cans being banged right. everywhere. Oh, un- unbelievable. I-, I just wish that there were fans in the stands because I'm sure if you played the Astros, guys would be banging the cans and everything. No, no, That'd be <laughs> no, watch. no cold cut table to overturn. Yeah, you can't either. overturn the cold cuts after the game. <laughs> well, nope. yeah, that's exactly right. And the other thing, if people don't realize this, that fans get you the adrenaline going. When you, when you get ready to take the field, especially when you're at home, and say you're down and running in the seventh inning and you're leading off and you get on base, now you see the fans get into it. It, it, started, it sort of jacks everybody up. You're not going to have any fans there. That's going to be very interesting to see how it plays. I remember in spring training when I was first, when I got called up in the minor, from the minor leagues, I went to my first spring training game, and they had what they call B games. You start at 9 o'clock in the morning. It wasn't a soul around. They wanted to make sure you get two games in, and that was hard to play. And I can't imagine... Big league, established big league players are going to take the field with nobody in the stands. And it's going to be, it's going to be interesting because a lot of those guys, they feed off the fans. And you get, they get you going. Believe it or not, they get you going. Well, the Philly Fanatic will be allowed, I understand. Uh, I, in, is in that the true? Ball- I heard yeah. he wasn't. 
Oh, now, okay. I, I just read today in the in the Philadelphia Daily News that oh, okay. Matt Breen wrote a whole breakdown of all this stuff. A good job in that in, in Daily News today, if okay. you want to read it. That the Philly fanatic will be allowed, but I think I don't know if he's going to be. I'm looking for it here because it's like a really in-depth thing, and I didn't I didn't circle that. The team's mascots will be allowed into the ballpark, but they're not allowed on the field. Oh. So that's well, what's going to go know, on. Like, well, then our guy could sit in right field and the, you know right over that wall there and talk with Harper. Then he could move around to left and talk with uh, McCutcheon. Yeah, maybe they could play they, Fortnite uh, during the game since there's no fans. He can't blow the thing in people's faces, right? That little oh, that tongue thing that comes out. I know. So <laughs> I'm glad he's I'm glad he's able to. He's going on the field. At first, I didn't think he was, but that's good that he is. I mean, not on the field, but attending the game. But the other interesting thing, Texas is going to allow limited numbers of fans in the ballpark. Oh, really? There. Yeah, from what I'm understanding. According to wow, the story, the Texas Rangers and the Houston Astros are going to allow a limited number of fans in the ballparks. Wow, I didn't know that because that's, there's one state that their spike's going up every day. They're Arizona, and uh, from what I gather – Right now, Toronto has no home field to play in. I heard they couldn't get in there till sometime in August. So there's there's rumors that they might play in Buffalo because Buffalo is real close, obviously, and they have a AAA stadium there. There's mm-hmm. also rumors that they would go to their spring training site in Dunedin. And looking at Florida right now, I don't know if you want to be around Florida right now. So I don't know where they're going to go. Yeah, there's going to be unsportsmanlike conduct uh, penalties, too. Players or managers who leave their position come within six feet of an umpire or an opposing player for the purpose of arguing or engaging, subject to immediate in- ejection and discipline. So, Larry, there's no way you could play under these I, rules right now. Hey, Tony, I'd be done. I'll watch, watch it on TV. I'll see you guys in uh, spring training next <laughs> <laughs> Larry, Larry, you're aware of the one meme, right, where you're coming out of the dugout and, and throw a profanity and point at somebody. That's like one of the more popular baseball memes on the Internet. You know what? I, I used to, at times, I, I would get, if I saw our team that was really, like, they were lethargic or something, I would tell, like, if Luke was, my, was, was in the dugout with me, I'd say, Luke, these, these guys need to be woke up. So that's the first quick close play that went against us. I go out there. A couple times it worked, you know, after a while it didn't. But a couple times it got the crowd into it and the players got a little jacked up. But uh, that's the one thing I miss is, is managers arguing with, uh, with umpires because, really, there's nothing to argue about. you got the instant replay, and they, eventually they're probably going to have that robo uh, umpire back there, yeah. so you can't argue with that. So, I, you know, that part of the game I definitely miss. And, and it's just uh, it's something that you sort of – you look back on when you were growing up, you see managers and players argue with the umpire, and I thought that at times yeah, was pretty I mean, you good. go back, Billy, Billy Martin. Billy How about Martin. Earl Weaver turning Earl the hat Weaver. completely yeah. around so that the brim would be out of the way so he can get as close to the umpire's face as possible? Awesome. Lou Pinella. Lou Pinella. There, I mean, there's nobody one. around like that anymore. Is there, Larry? No. <laughs> no, and you, and you know as a manager, I mean, you basically are told, don't bother going out to argue bar, balls and strikes because if you do, as soon as you take one step, you're out. You can't argue the replay because the umpire that made the call, he's getting it from New York, so it's not his fault. And you can't get up to the guy in New York. So it's just it's wasted energy. So you just sit in the dugout. And wow. whatever happens, happens. And my favorite rule, all pitchers may carry a wet rag in their back pocket to be used for moisture in lieu of <laughs> licking their fingers. Right, can't lick the fingers, Tom. Wow. <laughs> They're to have some guys. You know, Gaylord Perry and those guys, they'd have a rag that they didn't rinse out. And that thing would be... Like, you talk about water, you get all kinds of water. 
and then he could load it up again. And yeah. Well, that's the best part because yeah. pitchers can put carry a rag, a wet rag, but the umpires will have the right to check the rag at any point because wow. you're right. That's what The guy's going to load it up with Vaseline or anything. Oh, yeah, you can do anything you want with it. And then, you know, obviously if, if, if the hitters think there's more than just a damp rag, they can say, go out and check this guy. But uh, – but then you the umpire's got to get close enough to pull the rag out and check it. That right. would then you have an, everybody gets infected. Yeah, here's the question I was going to ask you guys because you, if you read all this, the umpire and the catcher, they're right there together. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's leaning right over his shoulder and everything. Right. That that's that's not social distancing unless you have a guy umpiring from the stands behind home plate. But the umpire so could have a mask on. I mean, he has a regular mask, but I'm saying the, the umpire will probably have to have a face mask on. Yeah. Yeah, 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 you know, a thin one so that there's no spit coming out, or right. a shield. Yeah, they can put the shield over hmm. the front. But of you his also mask. you also perspire. You get a you get a ninety degree day with humidity. It, it might go down the side of your face. You know, down your arm. It, it, you know, who t- who knows? Yeah. So, I don't know. Huh. It's going to be fun to watch. I just hope nobody gets sick to the point where it costs somebody their their life or anything. Uh, yeah. I do know that people that got uh, the so-called people that we have that were tested positive, none of them had to go, like, to the hospital and stay for more than two or three days or anything like that. It's guys like you and me, Larry. Guys are, you know, in our 60s now. you got to worry about this stuff, man. Oh, I know. I know. I know. I haven't gone too many places, but I've been working out, walking, and uh, playing golf. So, having a good time right now. Now, you're in Jersey. As long as that thing stays away from me. Are you in Jersey or in Pennsylvania? Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And so, I live near Harry. He lives right near, near me. Oh, I know you. Okay, so yeah. so you've been yeah. playing with the with the uh, the noodles in the cups, yeah, right? With the yeah, the styrofoam in the cup, Larry. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah everything. Yep. Although I, you know, I've gone to driving ranges and everything, and they they don't. You get, when you get the balls in that, they make you have a mask. But when you go, you take the mask off. Right. So. Right. What about the guy in the car who's, like, raking the balls up? Are people still shooting at him, hoping to hit him with a dirty <laughs> golf ball? That poor guy that has to ride that yeah. thing that back is, and forth. That's a tough job, man. Those guys come right at you, and I, I'm saying to myself, I don't know if you want to be in front of me right now. I'm not, uh, I'm not hitting them that good. Yeah. No, the guys pur- there are people who purposely try to hit the oh, guy sure. in the, in the oh, ball retriever, man. I know. Yeah. It's an outrage, man. But yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about this Philly schedule. That's going to be tough playing. you got to play the Yankees, Red Sox. Uh, Tampa Don't Bay Rays, yeah. right? Tampa's really good. Tampa's, Tampa's good. Really, Toronto's got a good young team. You know, they're, they're really, there's there's only one I call, I don't want to call them Patsy, but Baltimore. I think, yeah. Yeah. Because I was going to say Miami, but they've beaten us the last three years. Right. Three years, so I'm not going to even mention them. I don't want to uh, change this, but uh, Baltimore's really the only team that, you say, oh, well, we can take a breather here. But other than that, there's some good teams. Yeah, yeah, Baltimore and Detroit are the two teams with the odds posted on the number of total wins that are at 21 and a half total wins. Nobody expects right. that. So how about a Detroit-Baltimore World Series? <laughs> That's what I say. <laughs> hey, hey, you know, everybody laughs at that, but you get a team that gets out of the gate. And we've seen it. You know, every year there's a team that nobody – eventually, you know, water seeks its own level. By, by August, they're where they're supposed to be. But for the first two months – they're hanging right there, and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, uh, you know, somebody pulls the rug from them. But that could happen. Sure. That could very easily happen. A very mediocre team get out of the gate and uh, put up some wins early, and uh, it'd, be, it'd be interesting to see how it plays out. And it was the opposite case last year with the Nationals, who ended up winning the World Series. They got out, uh, what, 19-31 and 31 or something out of yep. the first 50-some games? Exactly. Yeah. And everyone's saying, oh, they're done, they're done. And then they, they come back and, uh, and win everything. 
Well, you know, it's been fun. Even though we're talking about all these stupid and crazy things that we have to deal with as mm-hmm. the players and the managers and the coaches, right. it's still, I feel good talking about baseball for the first time since March. Yeah. I know. I know. And, and I've, I've, I've seen the, the, the 80 replays. I've seen the 08 replays. I've seen the 93 replays. Uh, I, I mean, they're great, and I love watching them again. But I, I'm actually, I'm ready for some live action, so. Absolutely. We'll be able to watch it on television. And Harry got the big news out there in that area that the 19th hole lounge is reopening on Friday. <laughs> so, I mean, oh, everything's looking uh, better now, Larry. <laughs> <laughs> Things are looking up. Things are looking up. Harry now has a place to go after yeah. he goes out and plays at the 1912 club, Jesus. finally. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> we Larry. just got to make sure he just. Make sure he stays away from those uh, wet leaves. Right, exactly, the, exactly. Yeah. Go down again. Yeah, the acorns. Exactly yeah. right. <laughs> That's where Harry tore up his leg, and yeah. now he's back yeah. and better than ever out there, spanking <laughs> the ball all over the place. I, I would get something much worse if I went into the 19th hole. Well, yeah, exactly, right now, yeah, okay? exactly. You never get over that. Yeah. Larry, it's great to talk to you. Thanks for coming on, buddy. All right, guys, you take care. There Thanks, Larry Bow. Let's give him a roaring oh, wow. Great. <laughs> All right, so now our good buddy, Mr. Ice Rink, Mm -hmm. is giving us live play-by-play on the Twitch stream. He is at the Hockey Hall of Fame. They are announcing the inductees. Right, 4.30 it started. He already started, so he's already posted some now. And uh, I'm trying to find it here. I'm going to look because it's on a continuous stream. You know, we were actually going to play the strapper line calls in the third hour. But why don't we play just his? There's enough time before the break. Well, because they've already started announcing them, though. Yes, but he does have a really great strapper line regarding some of the uh, people that are being put in and hopefully to be put in. Okay, well, he's already up to five. But let's play this because he is one of our great friends, Jeff, up there in in Ottawa. And I I made a mistake earlier. I said Flynn Flan was in Alberta. It's in Manitoba. That's in Manitoba. And I gave myself one of those. I should know that from Clarkie. That's where he's from, yeah. But let's go to the strapper line with the great Ice Rink in Ottawa. Hey, it's Ice Rink in Ottawa. It's a great day to be alive. Um, Today it will be announced that Jerome Aginla will be inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame in November. He will not only be, or he will only be the third black player inducted into the Hall of Fame. He joins uh, Grant Fear and Willie O'Ree. Um, the timing on this couldn't be better, and I think we all need something to feel good about, even if it is coincidental um, with the timing. I think Jerome McGinley getting into the hall during the Black Lives Matter protests and rallies and whatever's going on with Bubba Watson in that situation, it's something poignant that everyone, hockey fan or not, uh, can rally around. And it's a moment that transcends sports and will have a positive impact on the world. And Tony, with the platform that you have, uh, as a, both a respected journalist and broadcaster, I, I hope this is a bandwagon that uh, that you can really drive uh, for all of us. Um, I'm also hoping today that Tom Barrasso gets into the Hall of Fame. It's a joke how few goalies have been inducted into the Hall in the last 30 years. Um, so because it's What Up Wednesday and in honor of the legendary Jose, I thought I would call out some of the goalies of the last 30 years that are not in the Hall of Fame. So as Jose would say, what up Ron Hextalls? What up Mike Vernons? What up Mike Richters and John Van Beesbrooks? What up Chris Osgoods? What up Jean-Sébastien Gigares? What up Nikolai Habibulins? What up Olaf Kolzigs? What up Marty Turcos? What up Ray Emery's? And to the two goalies that were part of the greatest brawl of all time at the Wachovia Center, uh, between the Flyers and the Sens in 2004. What up, Robert Ashes and Patrick Lalimes? I would love to hear Jose reenact the play-by-play of that brawl with an NHL record 415 penalty minutes someday. Uh, Jose, I hope I made you proud with my tribute to you. Tony, Harry, Miss Robin, K 
keep up the great work. Keep your sticks on the ice and watch your five holes. Wow, that's a great call. That's a great man right there. Yeah. The great ice rink in Ottawa. Of course, it's on the NHL Network now, so we'll yeah. put it on. But we know that uh, Kevin Lowe from the great Edmonton, Edmonton Oilers team back in the 80s, he got yeah. in today. Dougie Wilson right. played defense, of course, with the Blackhawks. Higginla. And the Shark GM also, he was Doug Wilson. Jerome Ginla yep. giving a live speech now on the NHL Network. Marion Hossa. Marion Hossa is in. And so that's what I love about the Hockey Hall of Fame. They don't put, like, two guys in and then go home. Mm -hmm. They recognize the greatness of the past. And so we'll keep an eye on that, too, and give you the recap when it's all done. Because this is good. Hockey action now. Daniel Alfredson, too. He got in. Love those sweets. Yeah. Especially the Swedish bikini team. They're underrated and should be in the Hall of Fame one day as well. At least in the IKEA Hall of Fame when they reopen. We're coming right back. 215-462, Tony. 215-462-8669. It's Tony and Harry. It's Sirius XM 211. The Tony Bruno Show with Harry Mays. Now imagine how pissed off Bryce Harper must have been while he's playing Fortnite with the bros. And he gets dropped in. All of a sudden, his computer beeps. And you have a new message. Right. Incoming email. Incoming email from the commissioner. And then he says, bros, I got to stop the Fortnite, man. I'm kicking ass here. I got to put down my joysticks. Bruh. By the way, that's Snell bra, man. That dude, that's my boy right there. And he's got to read a 67-page report, Harry. There's made. no way Snellbra made it to page three. Okay, let's be real. Snellbra probably opened the first page and said, screw this. He's not getting paid $7 million to read no. this. Hell no. 67 pages. you got to pay me double what I was supposed to get. And then I'm getting taxed? It's just not worth it, man. It's just not worth it. I mean, I'm only getting paid to read 20 pages of it. Weekdays at 3 Eastern on Dan Patrick Radio Channel 211. Hand washing and constant hygiene may be in our lives to stay, but that doesn't mean you have to resort to harsh industrial grade hand sanitizer imported from who knows where. Forcefieldproducts.com has hand sanitizer and all natural protective barrier products that nourish your skin while providing essential antibacterial protection. Forcefieldproducts.com has hand sanitizers to use when you can't wash your hands and protective barrier gels and spray products for extra protection after washing. All of our premium products have been hand formulated with essential oils that are proven in studies to provide extra immunity barrier protection while nourishing the skin. Forcefieldproducts.com has the products for you and your family to be confident in your health and hygiene. Use discount code BRUNO for 10% off to purchase your hand sanitizer and protective barrier products at forcefieldproducts.com. That's forcefieldproducts.com discount code BRUNO. Forcefieldproducts.com discount code BRUNO. Our work is something to be proud of. We make the products people use. The products that make their lives simpler. The high-tech tools to help defend our country. And the innovations that will shape the future. Some say American industry can't keep up anymore. I say our work is proof that made in the USA still means something. The power professionals of the IBEW. Proudly American. Proudly you. Welcome to the program. This is the Dan Patrick Show. Narrative forming in New England that Brady checked out on the Patriots the last couple of years. They were in the Super Bowl four of his last five years. When he did this interview with Howard Stern, what was one of the headlines? 
I needed to spend time on my marriage. My wife said to me, hey, what about us? Dan Patrick. The Dan Patrick Show. Weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern on Sirius XM Channel 211 and on the Sirius XM app. Motivation. Hard to come by on any day. And these days spent locked inside bring a whole new challenge to the motivation game. Stuck getting into your exercise routine at home? It's go time. Go sleeves are compression sleeves with built-in kinesiology tape for support and comfort that is unprecedented. Just like sheltering at home. With go sleeves, aches and pains that are keeping you from much-needed physical activity go away. When exercising actually feels good, there's no better motivation. The kinesiology tape built into Go Sleeves actually lifts and stretches your skin, which accelerates your body's natural ability to heal itself. Get your blood flowing and your energy going today. Just pull on a Go Sleeve and experience what top-performing athletes use to deal with pain and recover from injuries. Visit GoSleeves.com and use discount code RADIO for 20% off. GoSleeves.com discount code RADIO. That's G-O-Sleeves.com and enter discount code RADIO. Hey, this is Tony Bruno. Be a part of my new show weekday starting at 3 p.m. Eastern on Dan Patrick Radio, Sirius XM Channel 211, and on the Sirius XM app. Welcome back to the Tony Bruno Show with Harry Mays on Sirius XM 211. So the uh, Hockey Hall of Fame inducting a bunch of people today. Jerome McGinley, we mentioned Kevin Lowe, Marion Hossa, Doug Wilson, Kim St. Pierre on the Canadian hockey team, and Red Wings GM Ken Holland so far. And uh, we have breaking news too, Harry. Yeah, we do. And the, the whole situation with Bubba Wallace the last couple of days has been really ugly ever since the reported noose and then the reports that it wasn't a news or it was a news. And the FBI investigation yesterday where 15 agents apparently went down there to Talladega. to right. invest. 15 FBI agents. That's pretty and significant. So I'm one yeah. of those people. I didn't call it a hoax. I just, did, you know, nowadays, you know, there's so much stuff out there. There should be investigations. And luckily they got an investigation quickly. Right. Bubba Wallace is still, as of this morning, was still not believing it. He went on different TVs, went on with Don Lemon on mm -hmm. CNN and said, no, it's a noose. It's not a hoax. It is a noose. I think he was on The View. He was on The View. That was yesterday yeah. morning before the investigation had been completed. Right. So I understand that then. He was feeling that there were a lot of people who were saying it was a hoax were, were, were simple-minded. Then there was an investigation. It was released during our show yesterday. We read it on the air with the FBI concluded. And that's what I do, and I've always done as long as I've been in this business. Give me the facts, investigate it, give me the findings, and then we'll say, not that it was a hoax, that it was a misunderstanding, that somebody thought it looked like a, 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 a noose, mm -hmm. and it wasn't a noose. And so Bubba Wallace, even this morning, was suggesting that he still believed it was a noose. And now he has issued a statement this afternoon. On his Twitter feed. On yeah. his Twitter feed, and Harry Mays will read it now. At Bubba Wallace on Twitter, it's been an emotional few days. First off, I want to say how relieved I am that the investigation revealed that this wasn't what we feared it was. I want to thank my team, NASCAR, and the FBI for acting swiftly and treating this as a real threat. I think we'll gladly take a little embarrassment over what the alternatives could have been. Make no mistake, though, some will try. This should not detract from the show of unity we had on Monday and the progress we've made as a sport to become more welcoming, a more welcoming environment for all. It's a pretty good statement. 
Absolutely. And yeah. I'm sure he got a lot of blowback from, you know, because NASCAR was seen as the bad guys. They may have set it up. Right. You know, they had he was the guy who brought up the Confederate flag thing a week ago. Right. There was also and, that plane that flew over the track with the banner on it. Yeah, saying, but that was after Bubba Wallace spoke out and said right, he should was get Sunday. rid of it. it was and NASCAR agreed to get rid of Confederate yeah. flags at to Talladega. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the people who are diehards who think that that still should be a part of it, right. they flew a flag over. And so that obviously incensed a lot of people. But, you know, NASCAR was caught in a, in a tough spot here. Because remember, I said this yesterday. Bubba Wall- if NASCAR was racist to Bubba Wallace, why would they give him the number 43 car? Why would Richard Petty, the king of NASCAR, right. the most famous racer of all time, mm-hmm. why would he put him on his team? And why would the drivers all show solidarity and push his car out of the garage because they, they don't the hate the guy. Racist. Exactly. Yeah, He's yeah. the only African-American driver. At that level. Exactly. Yeah. Now, there's a lot of other ones. You're right. At uh, yeah, lower I think there's levels. other ones, yeah. But, but as, far right. as, the, as far as NASCAR, they welcome this guy. Mm-hmm. Does, he get, does he get hassled? Yeah, all these drivers. They go after each other but after they a race. Fight, they fight. They're brothers and people who are actually like the, the, the Bush brothers fight if they knock each other out. <laughs> yeah. These guys, you know, you're, you're driving 180 miles an hour and some guy rubs into you right. and you go into a wall. Yeah. You get pissed off. <laughs> And so I think, again, I'm not, trying to, I'm not saying that Bubba Wallace hoaxed himself. He didn't. He was a part of this. And the fact that he wouldn't accept the, 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 the results of the investigation, which was done very quickly, right. there are very few things where you send 15 FBI agents out to get to the bottom of mm-hmm. right away. I mean, we've got all kinds of stuff going on all over the country, and the FBI is not investigating it. So at least... They went out and investigated it. And I'm glad he's accepted the results of the investigation. Yeah. Because to keep this going on and to keep the, the tension out there of NASCAR's racist, all the, you know, Jamel Hill writing, oh, NASCAR, this is what this sport's all about. Right. Without having any evidence that the thing was over. And even after the investigation, she still doesn't accept it. Right. And that's the problem that I have. Listen, you want things investigated and then you're not happy with the results of the investigation? Because it didn't fit your narrative exactly. of what you thought it was. There were the people. Original. You know, I know there were people who thought it was a hoax from Jump Street. I didn't. Did I suspect it could have been? Yes. But did I go on the air and say this is an absolute hoax? Yeah, yeah. No. No. I don't treat things that way. But There the had people, been a lot of them, though. But the people who, who, who insisted that this was a setup, this is racism, and that it was a noose, no matter what they say, I'm not going to accept the fact that it wasn't a noose. They're not, ta- they're not saying today, hey, you know what? We made a mistake. Right. I'm sorry. They will never acknowledge no. that they were steadfast in denying any possibility, even after an investigation, that it wasn't a noose. Right. And there have been a lot of noose hoaxes. There have. And there have been more noose hoaxes than there have been stories where they actually was a noose. There was one not too long ago up in New York, I believe, at a construction site where they thought it was a noose, and it was really just this rope hanging in a construction site. And mm-hmm. they, they There was one in San Jose, California recently, yeah, there last was, week. There was uh, several ropes in a tree, and it turned out And it was in a park, in a public in a park. park. And the African-American man who was out there who put it up, a local television station in the Bay Area mm-hmm. had to go out there because the mayor of Oakland, Libby Schaaf, went out and said, we have, a, we have racists in San Jose and there's a noose in a park. Right. Nooses. And, nooses. There were multiple. Yeah. And then a local television station went out. And the gentleman there, African-American guy, says, these aren't nooses. We hung these up in the trees so we can exercise outside. Mm. They were part of a system where guys would pull up and women would go into the park right. and use these contraptions that were put in trees to help do a, Pull-ups or Pull-ups and yeah, exercise. Yeah. Yeah. But the, the immediate thing, and the mayor here in Philadelphia two years ago did the same thing. There was a little playground, 
and there was a doll that had a rope around it and was tied up into a tree. Right. So the mayor of Philadelphia immediately rushes to the scene, calls for an FBI investigation. They will go. They will. They'll do anything possible to make sure that we catch the perpetrator. Right. Whoever put justice. this noose up. And he made a. He had a news conference at this little park here in the city, right? right. Not far from here. It was a little kid, right? It was a couple Several of kids, kids. playing, yeah, yeah. and they found a doll, and they put a rope around it. But the mayor, to the mayor, it was, we have to find these white supremacists right. who are doing this in our city. Meanwhile, the city's getting burned down, and he does nothing about it. Right. So that's the problem with this stuff. If you keep putting up hoaxes and want everybody to believe that everything is real, sooner or later, people are going to start doubting it until there's an investigation. And luckily, in all of these cases, every single one, I think there's been like seven or eight national news stories that have all been debunked. And when they're debunked, we should be happy. Right, right. But people are angry when they're debunked. They want there to be nooses so it can fit their narrative of the entire country is racist and wants everybody dead. They want there to be racial strife. Exactly. Listen, I've lived here my whole life. I have never seen a more diverse neighborhood than the one we have here. Blacks and whites, interracial couples, kids, interracial kids. Mm-hmm. Nobody looks at each other anymore like that. This isn't 1965. This is 2020. Our neighborhood alone has multiple interracial couples, kids. Everybody, nobody looks at each other and says, wow, there's a black woman with a white man. Right, right. That is common. That's common everywhere now. So stop with all of this. Everything's racist and everybody's got to be canceled stuff. <laughs> Jesus, people. This is the greatest country on earth. Why does everything have to be crazy? Why does everything have to be racist? <laughs> if there's real racism, we'll find it. You don't have to create fake racism so you can say there's racism. Are there racists? Yes, Absolutely yes. there are. Are there white supremacists marching down our streets? Yes. There are? Well, I'm... Certainly I haven't seen. Have you seen here. a white supremacist? No, but they, they do exist. Yes. Oh uh, yes, do. but they're yeah. not. But they're not marching through streets every night looking for people. Oh to no, those are the antifas. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is racism in every single race. Let's not yeah, sure. beat around the bush. I mean, that's it. There is definitely racism on Earth, but it is not as bad as everybody's making it out to be. And I thank God for that. And of course, breaking news: the mayor here in Philadelphia now says the city is going to seek the removal of the Christopher Columbus statue in South Philadelphia because he and his DA have ginned up all of these terrorists, the people in the community who didn't want it torn down. Larry Krasner. Yeah, Larry Krasner. He's, yeah. He should be in jail. He should. Larry Krasner yes. is a criminal rogue yep. district attorney. His job is to prosecute crimes, mm-hmm. not to allow criminals to run free while making the cops the enemy. Yeah. That's a certified, documented fact in this city. No, and the no fact doubt. that this guy is still in office is the biggest absolute joke in anywhere in this country. The most disgraceful right here in the city of Philadelphia. Second around, we're coming back. The big final hour, Harry. Phone calls and strapper line calls and updates all still ahead, so stick around. 